2: What if all the fact-checkers, Pat, donate to Democrats? Are they just left-wing hacks? And then finally, Texas is tackling the ever-all-important problem of hairstyle discrimination. I don't know about you. I I, kind of need a beverage already. It is only 7 a.m., but I think I need a drink. Because it's a WTF Wednesday. I'm Andrew Coppins. He's Pat Oni. And this is is critical thinking. (laughs) Groomers, hairstyles, fact checkers. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. There's also an ulterior motive for me saying I probably need a drink at 7 a.m. this morning because we are proud to bring on, um, well, first before we bring this individual on, Pat, we have long talked about doing businesses and, Uh, Doing business with those who don't insult you, forming fellowships and and thinking through your business relationships. More importantly, we have talked about the the need to be intentional in what you do. And for me, the world of beer in the brewery world is one in which you go into a place usually knowing you're about to be insulted. That's the reality. In fact, uh, uh, some friends and I went to Half Acre, uh, which is one of the most famous brewing companies here in Chicago. Um, it brews one of the most iconic beers uh, called Daisy Cutter. Um, that's kind of been going national. Um, and it was literally pride everywhere, pride everything, um, all this other you know, mumbo jumbo. But you knew to expect that going in. The brewing world is very difficult to do business with people who won't insult you. But I have found such a brewing company. It is the fine folks at Tridentine Brewing Company. They are a home brewing outfit. Um, they are not commercial yet, but we are proud to bring on Trevor Alcorn from Tridentine Brewing Company. Trevor, how are you doing this fine, fine morning?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Andrew. Thanks for having me on the show today.
2: Are Are you sure you want to be on a show associated with groomers, fact checkers, and <laughs> hairstyle discrimination? <laughs>
1: yeah, it's perfectly fine. It's me. It sounds like quite, quite the top lineup of topics this morning to cover.
2: Yes, this is our our weekly WTF, our segment of just the things that we've been shaking our heads at all week long. Uh, can't believe are in the news or can believe they're in the news, but seriously. Um, but before we get into all of that, uh, we wanted to bring you on because we want to highlight businesses, people who want fellowship, who want to form relationships based off of mutual esteem and mutual interests. And... Um, that's been a long time goal of ours, especially since both Pat and I come from Mojo Five Radio in the history with um, entrepreneurship of doc Thompson. Uh, the the founder of Mojo Five Radio, may he rest in peace and 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 not run into any trains anymore. Um, but uh, you know, we really wanted to carry that entrepreneurship spirit on and highlight businesses that that do want those things. So you're a brewery. Why are you not insulting me?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, Andrew, we uh, we're taking taking a bit of a different uh, tact with the brewery than you could say m- many of the others. Uh, so our our brewing operation, we really it, it started as a family, uh, just a family operation, and it's something that we started well, it was really passed down to us. From generations actually even started from a great 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 uh aunt sorry who in chicago brewed during prohibition in her bathtub and was handed down through generations to my maternal grandfather my father who's our brewmaster and and to me and uh you know really in the brewing uh, we wanted to do something that would really glorify god family and country and so uh, certainly that's not something that many of the breweries out there do very well today you could say Uh, and so that was that was our main thing that we wanted to focus on uh, instead of you know whatever was going to be popular or uh, get us a good ESG score so that was the uh, that's the angle that we were taking with this particular brewery
2: yeah absolutely now you guys have been very generous. Uh, first off, you are not a commercial-based brewery yet, as I understand. Um, there's potential for that road to happen for you guys. But can you talk about your journey in homebrewing and and kind of where you started and where the goal was back then and, and where that goal has or has that shifted over the years um, and, and kind of talk about that journey?
1: Of course, Andrew. So... Uh, for for me personally, actually, it really started in in 2013. Uh, we were cle- clearing out a, a house. My parents were moving, and I discovered some old brewing equipment that uh, my father had, and said, "Hey, let's let's get together. Let's let's brew. You got to teach me how." So he knew from from my grandfather, and he hadn't brewed in several years, and so we decided to pick it up, and it started out. A few you know a few times a year for the first few years that we would do it uh but then in 2018 we decided okay let's just let's take this a step further let's get a little bit more serious uh we did a more complex a the more authentic version of home brewing uh, which is all grain brewing we stepped up to and from there we decided you know what let's just go ahead and let's name things uh so we started to name our beers and branded actually what we we're doing is a home brewery as you said andrew we can't sell it at this point home brewing is is legal um by us law the last 40 years or so uh but we, we couldn't sell it but that's okay we we're giving it away to family and friends and we eventually decided well this is this is unique let's go ahead and just let's put it out in social media let's see how it how it's received and it, it's been very well received on social media despite the fact that most people will ne- up to this point at least haven't been able to try it um and you, you could tell when something is is popular when you haven't sold anything whatsoever and you have a bigger followings than many many breweries out there already uh so that's when we decided, okay, let's go ahead and really explore what it would take to, to take this commercial and get the product out there. So that's something that we're doing right now. Uh, we are in the process of trying to get the beer out, at least in the Chicagoland area to start out with. And hopefully that will come to fruition here this this calendar year, I'm hoping in 2023.
2: And as a beer aficionado, I mean, I I love exploring the breweries of Chicago. I grew up in Wisconsin, so there's a deep tradition of brewing, a deep tradition of breweries and, and, you know, kind of the, the, the booze culture, if you will, in general. I mean, we are second in consumption in the world in brandy behind an entire country named Canada. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, you know, that's not unique for me, but coming to Chicago and the, the brewery scene, it became abundantly clear to me that, uh, first of all, living in Chicago and having the views that I have, I already know going into most conversations and most social settings, I am the outcast. I am the loner. I am the, the very few and far between. Um, so I know that going into the brewery scene, that's probably also the case. Um, Have you seen people here in the Chicagoland area kind of gravitating towards you guys in the way of fellowship of ideas that you guys are attempting to, to promulgate a message with a good product?
1: Yes. Uh, So whenever we've, we've brought the, the, Let's just say the beer out to family, friends, um, church gatherings, you know, things, things of that nature. It's been very, very well received. Um, you know, the, the first thing people can see is is the label artwork. It's something we we really strive to get done right and have have meaning behind as well. And that goes for the name too, uh, so that it's not just a. Another uh, zombie uh, demon b- beer that that's being sure. put out. There's a lot of really uh, dark, sometimes meaningless, but sometimes you're afraid what the meaning is of, of some of the beers. <laughs> so just to make to to really get that meaning across and have it mean something for people, and I think that that's the first thing that they see, and it really strikes a chord most of the time. Um, and then once they're able to try the beer, then it they know yeah this is more than just a, a gimmick or a you know nice flashy name and a nice looking label but they can actually taste taste that it is a really a high quality beer that we're able to to put out so i think that that combination uh really has has done well so far with the people we've been able to introduce it to uh in the fact that really no one else is doing something quite similar um it, we've seen especially in the wake of you know the the whole dylan Mulvaney controversy with bud light uh there's even been some startup companies that have tried to advertise as anti-woke beer for example uh and to be honest just saying something to be against it to say anti-woke or you know quote-unquote conservative beer it's you know it's a little bit um cringe let me say because it's just being against something it's not really for something it's not Trying to promote a, a particular message or anything, uh, so that's not really what we're trying to do. I mean obviously we, we stand by certain values, of course, uh, but we're more about promoting um, as you said, the, the fellowship aspect of it and, uh, and a particular message uh, with the beer.
3: Yeah, and Pat, you where does some your name come right? from? Go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, where, where does your name come from?
1: Yeah. uh, So fantastic question. So Tridentine, Tridentine, however however we want to say it. uh, Sometimes I say it both ways. And uh, it was actually, it's a very Catholic name. Um, So it has to do with uh, a council of the Catholic Church in the 16th century, uh, which is called the Council of Trent. And uh, anything having to do with the Council of Trent uh is is called tridentine um that also has been applied to one of the masses of the church um that that my family attend also called the latin mass uh the older form of the the roman rite of the catholic church so yeah uh that's where it came from because my family has a just a devotion to the traditional latin mass that we um that we've been attending for several years now and so that that just inspired the name so uh yeah ha- having to do more with the uh I'll just say the more religious catholic side of things uh but also yeah the the brewery is more than just you know it's not purely just catholic themes it also has to do with like american patriotic um as well as uh, family family type uh themed beers even though that the family type will probably never go commercial uh that we've done but certainly the uh the american patriotic and the um you know some of the catholic themed beers will probably end up you know commercialized
2: whoa 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 whoa. you're telling me second amendment new england ipa is is not catholic (laughs) (laughs)
1: It is very Catholic. Uh, It is very Catholic. You know, the right, the right to self-defense is a very, very Catholic idea. Uh, So yes, that is absolutely one that I would love to get out there as well uh, that we've had uh, circulating uh, as an idea as one of our our top beers. Absolutely.
2: And, you know, as, as you talk about your Catholic faith in, I guess maybe my question here, and maybe Pat, you're thinking this too, is, is has this been a gateway, if you will, right? The beer become a gateway to conversations and not necessarily conversion, but conversations and um and people's curiosity being piqued in your experience about maybe catholicism in general but also um that traditional latin mass um and for people who are unaware of traditional latin mass it is something that is under absolute attack inside the catholic church uh uh, the pope has basically outlawed it and you know so there's a lot of rebellious spirit spirit in that nature as well correct
1: yeah absolutely andrew um when, when we really named the brewery back in 2019, it wasn't, it wasn't quite under the same, um, let's just say uh, attack by Pope Francis, but, um, Pope Francis, let's just say is not, is not a fan. And so he's tried to clamp down on its use. So it's not been formally suppressed or anything like that, but, um, it, it certainly uh, has, has been, uh, attacked, which is, which is a bit unfortunate. I mean, it's not necessarily dissuading us from, um, mm-hmm. from attending and, um, promoting it but yeah that's that's been uh, a bit unfortunate to your point or your question about the the beer names and has it had an impact on uh, just conversations uh yeah absolutely uh especially when we give it to family and friends uh, you know I, I give it to coworkers in my day job uh it's a fantastic conversation starter. Uh, because I'm I'm not typically one of those those people that just, you know, gets on the side of the street with a bullhorn and starts, you know, <laughs> preaching or something like that. Uh, I don't know that that's very effective in any case, uh, but to give someone a beer and, you know, maybe it's with a, a saint, for example, that they haven't seen um, or for a particular message that they're unfamiliar with. They, they might ask the question, "Well, who is this?" Can you tell me a little bit more about this? And it's really a, a great intro to, to talk about that, that person, that theme, um, and it, it's generally well received. Uh, I've never had anyone, you know, re- recoil in, in horror or something as they get a, you know, they get a free beer or anything like that. So that's been a fantastic way to to, to start conversations, uh, as you said, Andrew. Maybe it's not, you know, a way to outright uh, convert someone, but it's a good way to plant plant little seeds here and there just for for people to give something a thought whether it's a an idea or you know something about the uh the faith
2: yeah and and along those lines i think it's also a good conversation to show people or a good way to show people that you can be faithful and fun at the same time those two things are not mutually exclusive um and obviously we'll have to talk off air about uh about working with uh, some of the organizations that, that I work with um, outside of here. So we'll, we'll do that. But, Pat, do you have a, do you have another question here?
3: Um, so have you seen – so, like, obviously you have very different values than I think a lot of breweries that I know of, you know, have anymore. Um, have you seen, you know, holding on to those values uh, positive, positively affect your business? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Pat, I I would say so. Uh, now we we've we haven't had a sale yet, so I can't say right. that it's, <laughs> it's tanked the business or anything. So I can't say that. Uh, however, um, he, maybe this is a good a good uh, metric that I can share with you. Um, so we've we've been looking to formally commercialize the beer, and we've been in conversations with distributors and with various breweries to brew with in partnership with and uh one of the pieces of feedback that we got from the brewery was why they couldn't believe our social media following um they they were like wow you have a following that's larger than most breweries or many breweries at least in the chicagoland area and you haven't sold anything yet uh, so the fact that we can attract a following like that, people are interested. <laughs> they can't buy anything, but they're, they're still, they're still interested enough to follow for years, even at this point. I would say that that's probably the, the strongest indicator yet. Uh, since I can't give you a, a particular sales number, Pat. Uh, but if that's any indicator and just the reception that we've got in person, um, talking with people, I think that it, it's been, it's been very good.
2: Yeah. And I think, you know, to that end, that speaks to fellowship, right? That that speaks to some commonality and, um, you know, values, principles, and maybe not so much the little, hey, I follow the traditional Latin mass versus I follow, you know, what my church locally does, or I don't seek one out or I do both or, or whatever have you. Um, those things are, are, good theological debates to have, but this is the point of fellowship, right? Well, here we are sitting, breaking bread and not having those little theological discussions. We don't need to, we have our, our fellowship in our Christianity and in our belief for the two of us in our Catholic faith and in Pat's uh, Mormon faith. And, you know, we need more of that. And that's why I wanted to bring you guys on. Yeah. You haven't sold anything, But if if you want fellowship, it doesn't matter if you have a product to sell. What if that's a hobby? What if your friends and family have different things that you can exchange in each other's lives? Like, hey, I'm great at woodworking. How about I brew you a beer? You build me a piece of furniture or whatever, right? We we can do those types of fellowship things. Have you experienced some of that in, in what you guys have done on the brewing side?
1: Well, um, yeah, so we've definitely, uh, we, we've had certain partnerships, uh, w- with different beers, uh, you know, working with different, uh, organizations, um, to, to promote their work. Uh, so we've certainly done, done that. Um, I, I have not yet brewed a beer for someone else for the purpose that you said, maybe like, uh, you know, a nice piece of furniture or something like that. So that hasn't sure. happened yet, but I, I will say, um, I guess the 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 point that you you brought up is a really good one, which is um, you know the, this part about fellowship and maybe taking a bit of a different angle on yeah just business in general. So I mean, the, what when I when we name the brewery, it's it's definitely to me it's a, more than just beer because obviously what we see going on in society, uh, it's not it's not just limited to, wow, Bud Light did something crazy. Wow, wasn't that crazy? Who else, who would have thought? It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's single, it's permeated every single business, every single thing that's going on, you know, so not that everything needs to be named after a saint or anything, but can we do something, you know, in common, uh, you know, community-wise to, to support each other or to support a particular type of message? Um, and maybe it could be that, you know, it's a it's a woodworker who has a shop, and maybe he doesn't. It isn't ex- explicit. Let's just say, as we have things, but he's able to imbue his values in what he does. Um, or there's a there's a baker, or there's a mechanic, or who, whoever it is. I mean, so that's that's part of what we're very much in support of as well. Is you know, like minded people being able to to support each other in the work that they're doing, um, rather than honestly supporting. Companies that uh, have an agenda yeah. that, you know, quite frankly, they they uh, show very great disdain and contempt for you know your values.
2: Yeah. And there's a great example of this. I forget the name of the brewery. There is a brewery literally here in the heart of the city of Chicago in which you walk into the brewery and you are basically subject to a code of conduct. And if they hear you speak ill of or speak in a way that they don't like, they literally will kick you out and ban you from the building. It's insane. And it has to do with like, you know, all of the the woke things that you could possibly spew out of your brain right now. And so you you have to know that, right? You you literally have to go in and go, oh, I don't want to go there. I have to research where I'm going. And it's kind of nuts. Um, but, uh, again, I, am glad that we could have you on, um, how number one, Pat, do you have any other questions?
3: Uh, just one last one. Uh, yeah. what's, what's ultimately next for you guys other than commercialization?
1: Yeah. So, um, what's next is, well, that, that's a huge, that's a huge one. Uh, I will say, uh, commercialization. So, uh, let me say we're we are rolling out our, our merch store today uh, so that helps to so, support what we're what we're doing at uh trying uh for those that want to go go to that um and then of course there's the beer commercialization so uh, that that kind of is is like it kind of encompasses everything that's that's next uh i I don't know if I could tell you, oh well we have this other um venture that we're looking to do or or anything like that um i, I think that certainly the the commercialization and you know if it if it takes off is gonna take up the whole next phase of of what we're doing um you know i would like I'd love to tell you oh well you know if that if that goes well then maybe we'll get into uh whiskey or you know so, so <laughs> right. something else I'd love to do something quite. You know like that that'd be fantastic um but we'll see maybe, maybe down the line if uh things are successful you know we can venture out into other things as as tridentine um but uh certainly your anyone support you know if you'd like to learn more about us uh, tridentinebrewing.com i uh, would love to have a conversation with you on social media come follow us and i um, very interested in your support especially uh your prayers for our success lord willing
2: Absolutely. And obviously, I, you know, I'm a big fan. Um, Thank you for sending what you sent to me. Um, Like I said, I had a chance to try one last night and it was absolutely fantastic. The Imperial Red. Um, Before we let you go, though, your favorite beer that you have ever brewed uh, for the company.
1: Oh, it's. It's a a Kolsch, and I know I'm saying that wrong. It's a German name. Um, It's a coffee Kolsch. It's called Jersey 1683. And uh, it was basically almost like a process of cold brew inside the beer. So we put this this coffee uh, bean blend that we made inside of the beer after it fermented and it almost had a cold brew effect and it was absolutely fantastic so that's a favorite one that we brewed so far i hope to brew it again uh because we haven't in a few years uh so if we do i'll have to get you some of that beer andrew
2: absolutely and uh like i said uh, i've got some ideas uh, of partnership and fellowship uh we'll discuss those off air but again how can people get a hold of you and uh, thank you for taking some time out of your day to to join us here
1: Absolutely, Andrew, and thank you and Pat for your time this morning. Yeah, if anyone's interested in learning more, just looking at the beers, uh, tridentinebrewing.com, you can find us there. We have all the links to our social media profiles. We're on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, and as I mentioned before, our – online store is, is launching for merch unfortunately not for the beer yet uh but that is tridentine dot store uh you can find us there so really looking forward to connect uh with anyone that would like to follow us and uh would love to have a conversation with you
2: absolutely thank you again for joining us and uh have a blessed day all right pat so from faithfulness and fellowship To WTF Wednesday. I think we're going to need a palate cleanser in between. So why don't we play a little bit of the B or not the B? Oh, yay. Let's do that. All right. How about you lay the headline on me? For the first time this week, by the way, we didn't do this on Monday, nor did we do this yesterday. No, Uh, no, we didn't. So for the first time this week, we get a chance to earn $100 of central
3: bank digital currency. Are you ready? I'm ready. Today's headline. Jeremy Boring announces he has hidden gold razors in five different chocolate bars. Jeremy Boring announces he has hidden golden razors in five different oh, chocolate I hate bars. You right now, Is I this the B or so not the B? That is so the question.
0: Much.
2: I hate you so very much.
3: Oh, Why? Why do you hate me right now? Just Jesus. Why? why? Just, Jesus, take I, the wheel. Okay. Okay. Well, why while you're th- giving yourself a moment to uh, you know, come, come down from, from that headline and uh, to think about whether it's the be or not the be, folks, if you haven't gone to Coffee Brand Coffee yet, you need to because they're a business that won't insult you. They're a business that doesn't care about your vote, your politics, none of that. They care about giving you a good product. They care about earning your dollar. That's what mm-hmm. they care about. They've got all sorts of great flavors over there. Um, I believe, Andrew, have you tried the strawberries and cream yet? Because you no, I have not you- oh. uh, cracked that one open yet.
2: We, ah, we have okay. a few other, uh, few other to go through before we get
3: there. That you're trying to finish off. I, 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 I see. I see. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. All you need to do, though, they've got all sorts of great flavors over there. Um, try get one that you know that you're gonna like. Get one that you've always wanted to try. That's my personal recommendation. All you need to do is go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, use the promo code Critical Thinking at checkout, and you'll get five percent off your purchase. And by the way, that's for all purchases. That that doesn't that's not a one time deal. You can do this every time you go back there. So go to coffeebrandcoffee.com, promo code Critical Thinking. You'll get five percent off your purchase today. All right. Jeremy Boring announces he has hidden hidden golden razors in five chocolate bars. See, I could totally see
2: him doing something to mock Willy Wonka in the woke world, right? Like I could yeah. totally see him doing that. But this is obviously the Babylon Bee. He's not putting razors in,
3: in his chocolate.
2: But he right. does have Jeremy's razors and Jeremy's chocolate. By the way,
3: are, are you sure he's not putting razors in the chocolate? Yes, I am a thousand percent sure of that. Have you tried the chocolate to know?
2: No, I have tried Jeremy's razors, and unfortunately, they just didn't work for, for me because I have uh, sensitive skin, and, and they just don't work uh, that well. with uh, Sensitive
3: skin. They like to rip it up <clears throat> for me. Well, you are, you are correct. This is the Babylon Bee. Mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
3: So another $100 into our central bank digital currency that we can't access because our ESG score sucks.
2: And our ESG score went further down with that interview with yeah, uh, Tridentine well, Brewing uh, earlier. So,
3: Well, you know, it's worth it.
2: Yeah, and, and maybe, just maybe we can make them the official beer of critical thinking.
3: I mean... I guess I guess you can you can do that. I can't do that, but you can right, do that. But,
2: but I'm saying yeah. that. Uh, wouldn't it be great if Tridentine Brewing is the official beer of critical thinking and just leave it at that? Yeah, that's yeah, right, yeah, folks. Yeah, critical yeah. thinking
3: sponsored by yeah. Tridentine yeah. Brewing. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'd be a fantastic idea. On that note, though. As an appeal to garner more public interest, Daily Wire co-founder and CEO Jeremy Boring has announced he has hidden five golden Jeremy's razors and five different Jeremy's chocolate bars. The individuals fortunate enough to find the, the razors will reportedly receive prizes beyond their wildest dreams. <laughs> Come with me, boy and girls, to a world of contract negotiation
2: <laughs> oh god pat boring. never sing again
3: okay thank you yeah leave it. the singing uh, to me yeah okay um boring wearing a brightly colored velvet suit and tie uh saying methodically as he began as he made the announcement five very lucky people will discover golden jeremy's razors and their jeremy's chocolate they will be whisked way to enjoy a day of wonder and amazement as they tour Jormy's headquarters the prophetically creative and sometimes reclusive mysterious boring has kept the operations at <laughs> his factories closely guarded my competitors are always trying to sneak in and learn the secrets of world-class conservative content boring explained the people who find the golden razors in their candy bars We'll get to see Matt Walsh, Candace Owens, and Michael Knowles up close. They won't be able to hide the joy on their faces. Some critics uh, of the announcement expressed concerns. Wait a second, said confused citizen Adam uh, Kuhneman. He's putting razor blades in candy bars, and everyone's excited about this? Isn't that like... Old urban legend Christian parents used to tell their kids to scare away them from trick-or-treating on for Halloween. Boring brushed aside the criticism. Don't try to censor me, the eccentric conservative media mogul shouted. You'll end up floating down the chocolate river of Crowder. Or oh like Crowder. <laughs> uh, at publishing time, three of, of the Golden Jeremy's Razors have been found but the individuals who found them were receiving medical treatment for serious injuries.
2: And on that note, Pat. Yes, it is WTF Wednesday. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Prepare yourself from one cultural icon to another. I don't know about you, Pat, but um what? one of the things that you are likely to encounter in your journey as a as a parent that is upcoming, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for those who missed the announcement, yes, Mrs. Pat is expecting. I don't know if it will be another ginger or not, but Mrs. Pat is expecting. We're
0: Hopefully taking this, bets on this
2: one will right. have a soul. Mm-hmm. Um now, Mrs. Pat is expecting. And generally speaking, one of the things that will entertain your child down the line is, generally speaking, Sesame Street, right? Like, that that's a pretty I mean, Americana thing, right? I mean, I watched it growing up, so yeah. Um, and, and, and the famous line is, can you tell me how to get to Sesame Street? Well, right. um, <clears throat> this Pride Month, it is now. Can you tell me how to get to Groomer Street? Because this is a literal tweet from Sesame Street. This is not fake. This is real. On our street, we celebrate inclusion, belonging, and freedom of authentic self-expression. Happy Pride Month to all the people in our neighborhoods. Some
3: thoughts there, Pat. We will no longer be showing Sesame Street to our son. Um, it was helpful.
2: <laughs> also, um, C is for cookie, good enough to eat. G is for groomer, go to hell, Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh. What the absolute hell!
3: And that is why we also leave the singing to Andrew. Yes. Yes.
2: Also, not surprising, considering for twenty seven years, the the fine folks at uh, behind the scenes at uh, Sesame Street allowed a literal pedophile to play. My name is Elmo. Yes, literally, the person behind Elmo was a pedophile. Yeah, and they knew about it for twenty seven years. Go to hell, you grooming piles of human excrement. Just seriously go to hell. And it has nothing to do with anything other than this. What is your age range of people watching your show? Two to five? Two to seven, somewhere in that range? At what point in damn time do they need to know anything about this? Anything about any sort of sexual behavior? This is literally exposing them to sexualization. It is the definition of grooming you pieces of human excrement. We have to to Sesame Street, Sesame Street. What? What what's next, Pat? Are you going to tell me that a a faithful Catholic hospital spent over two million dollars on robots that perform sex change surgeries? Are you gonna tell me
3: that's a thing that happened? oh wait. It did happen. It, it, in San Francisco, I believe.
2: Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I will say this: This is much like the University of Notre Dame and Marquette University, and da, da 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 da. They are Catholic in name only. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, and they. This is what I can't stand. They will wrap themselves in the Catholic Church when it is protectful for them, right? When they when they don't want well, government, you can't tell me what to do, right? Mm -hmm. and then they will turn around and do this the rainbow pride month as they literally took a picture of a rainbow over the golden dome at notre dame right and and telling everybody they're celebrating pride month pride in what because the rainbow is is really has been long-term a symbol of what jesus love and god's love for us what are we doing as a society
3: I mean, if it's any consolation, BYU's right up there with them. They're Mormon in name only, and that's basically it.
2: Yeah, that is correct. I yeah. I mean, they have their student code of conduct, but uh, but uh, how dare you be a faithful yeah. Mormon and execute mm-hmm. that, that code of conduct in your private life and then demand others do it, too? Mm-hmm. How dare you,
3: mm-hmm. bigot?
2: Now, uh, speaking of bigots. Everything is racist. Everything is racist today in the state of Texas, Pat. You know, it, it's not like they have <clears throat> problems with their grid. Not like they've got, I don't know, to tackle failing schools. I don't know, a, a massive issue on their border that uh, mm-hmm. that they are not dealing with as well as, and by the way, They're not dealing with it because they are not sending the National Guard down there. They have called up the National Guard, but they ain't nowhere to be found on that Texas border. While hundreds of thousands of illegal immigrants just stream over the border. In fact, um, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. went to the border in Texas and found people from 110 countries. Gonna say that again. A hundred and ten countries. They ain't all Mexicans. They're not all Hispanic. They're not all from Central America or South America. Uh, there are people from Pakistan, Bangladesh, India, China. How'd that happen? How how'd you get to Central Mexico? Pretty sure there's an ocean or two to cross there. Um, Yeah. But the state of Texas has decided to uh, tackle racial discrimination based on hair texture. That's right. Texas passes the Crown Act, joining 20 other states in banning racial discrimination based on hair texture or hairstyle. This is what the bill will do. Starting September 1st of 2023, it will be be illegal in Texas to discriminate or to adopt or enforce a dress or grooming policy that discriminates on the basis of an employee's hair texture or protective hairstyle commonly or historically associated with race. But they couldn't pass, by the way, Pat, they could not pass a school choice bill But they weren't to pass this.
3: I I have a question. Yeah. What is that question? Is is hair discrimination really a thing? You're a ginger. You should probably know. You would think that I would know that. Um, I mean, people do point out that I have red hair from time to time. Say how amazing it looks, how great it is, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know. But uh, said nobody ever, Pat. Do, okay, to be fair, the people that are saying this are like people that are my grandmother's age, and they have okay. to. Because oh, yeah. nice, I'm sorry. I
2: was thinking you were going to say your family, and which they no, have to lie no. to you.
3: No, when we're out in public, it's always like the little old lady that says, "You have such pretty red hair." I'm dead serious, by the way. It's, it's always a little concerning. Yeah, at ladies times, and gentlemen,
2: like, I think we found Pat's little kink. Oh. <laughs> 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 the grandma crowd.
3: <laughs> like, I'm just like, okay, yeah, thank you. Uh-huh, have a uh-huh. nice day. Like, you know, um, but, but really, is, is this a thing? Because like I've, I've never, like I've seen all sorts of different hairstyles throughout my life, right? Mm-hmm. We all have. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Do, do you care? I don't care.
1: Well,
3: also, Pat, um,
2: is this the pressing need of the state of effing Texas?
3: Well, hell no.
2: Also, Pat, sub question: Can um, you mess with Texas?
3: Apparently, yes.
2: Yes, yes, you can. This is insane. The Republicans control all apparatuses of the government of the state of Texas. And Greg Abbott sat there in front of the cameras signing this bill and touting anti-discrimination in the state of Texas. He literally sounded like every woke leftist politician yesterday or two days ago, wherever it was, as he officially signed this bill. This is the pressing situation in Texas. While we know of what rolling blackouts, we know that they have energy grid problems, despite being one of the most energy rich states in this country. Um, We know that they have failing public schools all over to the point where the city of Houston literally had their school district taken over by the state. I mean, can, can, I, I, would, I don't know. Could we, we work on fixing actual societal issues? This ain't one of them. And even if, even if it is happening, it is happening so rarely. And also, wouldn't this be just discrimination based on your race? Yeah. Isn't probably. that already federally illegal? It which it is. So we're making something so, um, that's illegal more illegal. You can definitely can mess with Texas, and you can definitely guarantee that this state doesn't know what time it is. Um, um. Also, may I remind you, Pat, the last primary for the governorship, these morons in Texas voted Greg in at a 70% clip in the GOP primary.
3: I was going to say there were there were plenty of good alternatives to add. All to so. make sure
2: that Beto O'Rourke was within three points of beating his ass for the governorship, by the way. Wake up, Texas. What the fire truck? And then, Pat, um, this one you haven't seen yet. All I'm going to tell you is that being a guy is really lonely if you're a girl.
0: Nobody told me how lonely being a man is. I had closer friendships with random women I met in the bathroom before I transitioned at clubs because of how open women are than I've had in my eight years of transitioning. Because women are just so much more vulnerable and deep and men but to have known and i think a lot of trans men feel this is we knew what depth felt like before we transitioned we knew what it felt like to like how people want to hug us and to have people want to talk to us and to have a community and then you transition and you're just a guy walking down the street that people cross the street so that they're not near you and friendships are so much harder to build and people are colder and what's hard is none of this invalidates how real and raw women and people who are in marginalized groups feel about cis white men all of that's valid but I also now understand why the suicide rate is so much higher in men because this shit is lonely And I'm an emotionally mature man. I know how to build friendships. (laughs) Tell me there are only
2: two genders without telling me there are only two genders.
3: Yes, Pat. This is a woman who mutilated herself to to look like a man. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, and so first of all, the problem is isn't the fact that that she's now thinking that she's a man; it's that she has no idea what it's like to be a man. First of all, men despite mutilating very,
2: herself, right? It turns right. out, Pat, that this is literal proof. This is literal proof that sex and gender are biological. Why? Because it turns out that we're wired a little bit different yeah and, and um now pat do i question do you know what day yeah. my birthday is
3: uh november 10th
2: okay you're a little bit more in tune than i am i know that your birthday's in no i don't it's, off the top it's of my de- head
3: it's de- it's december 14th bro that's what
2: i thought i thought it was in december um but do, do you know how many siblings i
3: have uh, I know you have at least one brother,
2: right? And I know that you have at least one sibling, right?
3: I have well, step. I have. I also have half. Um, yes. So yes, and they're all they're all. Well, I have one step brother, and then the rest are all sisters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. The point is, we had to think about that. These were not uh, uh, general answers. Why? Because we're dudes. There are things right. we care about, like talking about and giving each other crap for Wisconsin, Ohio State, or uh, right. your Reds completely sucking. Although mm, uh, my Brewers just got walked off by the Twins yesterday in a absolutely dreadful offensive, well, defensive performance, um, and and then previously got swept by the worst team in baseball. So um, Craig Council enjoy potentially the uh, wait for this uh, unemployment line.
3: I was going to say, you think the NL Central is bad. The AL Central is worse. Yeah, we, we it,
2: it, it was so their, bad. Their,
3: their division leader has a losing record.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So bad last night, Pat, so bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, I literally tuned in and tuned out three times, and one of them I saw the Brewers score. The other two times I watched the Twins score, including literally two pitches in the ninth inning in which Devin Williams gave up the two run, walk off, home run. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. But anyway, um, the point of the matter is this, Pat. We are wired differently. Biologically, we're wired differently. We care about different things. We get emotional about different things. We express our emotions differently. And that you cannot manipulate and change. It, no. you can't why it is a hardwired part of your makeup that's the reality of that situation now is it a generalization yes because there are men who are super emotional but the, the, but, but they're still men right they are At, exceptions to the rule they are exceptions to the rule thus the exception proves the rule the reality of what this person is telling us is that she still wants that female connection and that men don't provide that connection that she is seeking out. And it turns out that the connection that us men seek out is actually the opposite sex, right? The, the, the completion of the things that we miss in our lives. Women can make us more in tune with our emotional side of things, make us in tune with those things, if you're doing your relationships correctly, this is literal proof
3: that you cannot change that hardwiring. Well, she talks about like you know, like like wanting to be like hugged and things like that. It's not that men don't want to be hugged; it's that I don't necessarily want to be hugged by other men. Yeah, yeah, that that like, I, I'm I'm married for a reason.
2: And, and there are people that I don't mind that with, like, but it has got to be right. like my top five friends, if you will. Right. Like the guys right, that right. I have a bond with. Um, I have a friend of mine who I've been friends with since 19 freaking 90. Okay. So for 33 years, I've been friends with this individual.
3: But a bro hug is different than a hug from your significant other. Yes. Like your wife.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It it turns out there are things that are male and female and there are certain needs that men and women have and they are different and they are binary.
3: And why is it that our society say that that's no longer okay? Why isn't that okay?
2: You have to be in touch with your emotions, Pat, all the time. There's a difference between being in touch with your emotions and being emotionally intelligent and then having to cry at everything and do everything that a woman would do in emotional response, or vice versa, right? right. Or to be some hard headed woman that never shows emotion. You don't have to do that either, right? Are we to suggest that that's no? More importantly, there's a biological component to all of this and you can't change it no matter what you try to alter about yourself. because it turns out there's a design from God that you shall not alter. It isn't And people will wonder, well why why do Catholics and and why do Christians have this this um, derision towards the transgender movement? It is as simple as this. I cannot break it down any more simple than this. We are not to alter what God has made. It's as simple as that. Now, some people will argue tattoos are that way or piercings or whatever. Look, I'm not arguing that. I am arguing the fundamental basis of God made you a man or God made you a woman. And you can't alter that. No matter how much you want to, no matter how much your brain tells you that that's what you want. Turns out that, you know, this, this individual was seeking something out that wasn't fulfilled by doing what altering herself. You idiots. Now, I also told you that, uh, fact checkers turn out to be just left-wing hacks, Pat. And, um, well, I think it's a good time to, to prove this because uh, not the B points out. And what do you know? Nearly 100% of fact checkers, political contributions go to Democrats. Why am I not surprised? There is a new study out that examined political contributions from American employees who list their job as a fact checker. And guess what? A whopping 99.5% of that went to Democrats. The study reviewed political donations over the past 4 election cycles with 22,580 of the 22,683 in political donations went to uh, Democrats. Only 3 obviously very small donations went to any Republicans. The campaign finance disclosures reviewed by the study uh, for the study show money given by fact-checkers at Reuters the New York Times, Google, New York Magazine, CBS News, The New Republic, Vox, The New Yorker, and National Geographic, among others, totaling 40 organizations.
3: Tell Gee, me. They're not biased at all, are they?
2: And it's not even biased, Pat. Right now. This is the point. Bias used to be, I'm only going to cover positively this angle, and negatively this, right? Right. Or, you know, the studies that used to be out there in the 2010s, how many negative stories on, you know, this president or this presidential candidate versus the other, right? That's bias. This is literally playing for the other team. This is literally you are taking a job in which you are supposed to be completely independent and check the facts of something and give us some sort of truth in the matter, right? but it turns out you are just playing ball for one side. It isn't even unconscious. This is literally conscious bias. This is literally attempting to manipulate the public for your personal political benefit. You have literal skin in the game.
3: What you're saying is fact checkers are just political hacks that gaslight Everybody in disguise.
2: Yes, and I didn't even have time to pull in the ultimate gaslighting, which is gonna be my worst take of the week. But Javier um is it Bashira or whatever, the the head of HHS? Sure.
3: I don't I don't remember. Yeah. Um
2: sure. anyway, he's being grilled by a member of Congress about two year old You know, the mask mandates and all the other stuff that the federal government did and the amount of gaslighting to this day that the federal government is undertaking is mind blowingly stupid, but it exists. Well, we didn't mandate anything except for we mandated it at every federal facility, which means that two year olds that came across the border with or without parents, right? Mask up, biatches except for nowhere in the world was that a thing, right? So that's, what the F? 40 organizations, Pat. Not a one of which you can find more than three different uh, people that donated. Like literally each one of those donations, if you average them out, came out to like less than 50 bucks. Because there's about a hundred and fifty dollar difference, so about fifty dollars or less. I mean, could you make it any more obvious? This is what you're up against, people. It's not just bias; it is playing offense for the other team, and that other team is not just Democrats elect, right? It is literally leftist policy positions. It is leftist agenda items. They just want to gaslight you. They want you to move the they want society to move that needle continuously forward, forward, forward. You wonder how we got to trainee gender ideology madness? Like less than what a decade after marriage, right? For for gay people, we were told, you know, continuously, there's no moving goalpost here. Just give us this, and we'll let you live your life, uh, and be, and you let us live our lives, right? That that was kind of the societal bargain that they wanted to sell to us. Has that happened? Hell no. Nope. No way. No how. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts on today's ever loving show.
3: Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And if Jeremy Boring is supposedly today's Willy Wonka, does that make Ben Shapiro his head <laughs> Place
2: Please be smart, be safe, be kind. Make sure you eat all of your meals today. And as always, Matthew 547.